0: now ladies and gentlemen here's matt mosley
1: and the pitch is swung on ground ball right side it's through a base hit racing around third base is young and he will score and the ball gets by all the way to the 413 sign here comes Lowe. he scores into the third base is jonah heim and the rangers lead 3-0 in the top of the ninth. the ball misplayed out in right center field and two runs score.
0: There's Eric Nadell uh, on the call. We are now being joined by Randy Galloway on the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas. And Randy, I mean, if it was like that Mavericks, you remember 2011, we just kind of, we did some show at a wild wings and Rick Carlisle (laughs) showed up at wild wings or wherever we were. And we just kind of did radio for hours upon hours and, uh, (laughs) These are fun times when your local team wins a championship. I, you know, it's funny because you were a beat man for years. I, on one hand, the people with the, uh, uh, you know, the radio broadcasters, you can congratulate them, but I have to congratulate you because you saw a lot of bad baseball for many, many years. And while you, you might not have been up waving a towel or anything last night uh, because you're too much of a journalist, right? but you had a big no. smile on your face <laughs> and, uh, and had to be very excited. So the long wait has ended and you have seen, uh, Randy, a world champion Texas Rangers. So it's a lot of fun today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Such a,
0: uh, such
1: a strange trip. It has been, uh, I was actually 1972 first season. I was an original, uh, Rangers beat man. And, uh, I uh, for out with morning news and did that for ten years, and then moved off that and became a columnist. And by the by the way, the guy who replaced me at the morning news as the next beat man was none other than Tim Kerchian, who's gone on to fortune and fame, and is in the Baseball Hall of Fame in uh, in Cooperstown as a media member. So, uh, I. You know, you you sit there and watch that, and no, I was not quiet and I was not up to uh, supposedly press box journalistic standards. In fact, during this entire playoff run, uh, my wife Janine refused to watch the game for me. She watched, uh, she went to watch the other TV in in another room because of so much yelling and profanity and second guessing (laughs) and everything else. And Uh, I I couldn't blame her, and my brother-in-law and, and uh, daughter came over, and they they felt the same way. <laughs> they, it was hard watching these games with me, but mm. the reward at the end of it, Matt, was uh, wow. Uh, I never thought, I never thought. Uh, frankly, I never thought we would see it, and particularly after twenty. You mentioned twenty eleven that. Great year! The Mavericks won the uh, NBA title, mm. and what a wonderful time that was. But also, 2011 is when the most dreaded, the most dreaded year in the history of the Rangers, and that's the infamous Game Six uh, in St. Louis. And that, to me, that was just that was the final straw in hoodoo voodoo. I believe this team was just cursed. Uh, when they lost that, uh, lost that game six. And I knew that we knew there was going to be a game seven, but I think we all knew there ain't no way the Rangers are winning that because of the way, uh, game six unfolded. So yeah, it, it uh, <laughs> I had a smile and a yell and a couple of beers to boot uh, last night. <laughs> it was, it was, a it was a great, uh, a great evening and, uh, mm-hmm. Totally unexpected season with this club. I I said it in April and I watch, you know, I watch most games. Uh, They play a lot of them and I watch most of them. But I said at the start, if this this team won 81 games, meaning a 500 season, it'd be a great year. And wow, (laughs) expectations went blooming early and really through July, but then expectations kind of died in September and certainly at the start of the playoffs. Yeah, I just, oh, man, man, I uh, I loved it. I loved it.
0: Did you think of any players or managers from the, that first decade when you were on the beat? Did any, did any of those things come flooding back? I know you kind of are someone that likes to stay in the moment, but you can't help but kind of think back to, all the people you've covered over all the years and and I just think there are probably some people still around from those teams that were all so happy and it's kind of like that breakthrough was was everybody's breakthrough when they finally won that world championship. Everybody probably feels great about that
1: uh-huh. uh, boy, you put that well mr mosley that that win last night was everybody's breakthrough, and I did i I thought of my friend Joe Maco, and you knew Joe well, equipment manager here for years, mm-hmm. part of the baseball fabric in uh, North Texas. Is a great minor league player. Uh, his son, of course, Steve Mako, made the major leagues, died tragically of uh, cancer, a Baylor product, uh, as Steve Mako was. But I thought of Joe. Uh, I thought of, of course, my father, my brother, Neither one of them made this long ride, but uh, you 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 think of that, and most of all, uh, or from a baseball standpoint, I think I thought of Tom Vandergriff. And every Ranger fan, and every Ranger person should think of Tom Vandergriff because his work, 10 years of just utter rejection, trying to get Major League Baseball, in north texas being blocked constantly particularly in the national league because of judge roy high fine down in houston and uh uh tom van Griff, the small town mayor of uh of arlington texas man the work he did when the big money driving the big money guys we'll get a team we'll get a team they all gave up tom never gave up and Actually, defied the president of the United States, a guy named Richard Nixon, who absolutely didn't want to lose the Washington Senators, but uh, he he made he made the deal with Bob Short that made the move happen. So, and such a wonderful human being. On top of that, now we lost Tom Vandergriff many years ago, but certainly uh, I had a thought. But you know everybody you come uh, that I've come across over the years—the Mickey Rivers and the Buddy Bells—and and just right on the Michael Youngs and uh, on and on and on. Uh, you know, you think of people like that in that type of situation uh, because they, those people meant a lot to me. Some were mad at me for what I wrote or what I said on the radio, and they're still mad at me today. But still. You think of them, and uh, they all played. You know they're part of the uh, part of the bloodstream that is a rather <laughs> limited Ranger history, but all that changed uh, on a Wednesday
0: night in yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, I think back, by the way, like Odeby was one of my favorite players as a kid, and I always think it's interesting that, boy, you knew all those guys that I sort of idolized, like Buddy and and all that. It was always interesting. Pat Putnam, Bump Wills, the whole – all those guys that are just like mythical names to me were players like you were seeing on a daily basis. And then as a kid, like when George Wright or somebody would mess up a no-hitter, you know, as a fan, you're just like – you almost can't ever forgive them. Well, you probably yeah. knew George, and I'm sure he was a yeah. nice enough guy. But, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, he's the guy who messed up Charlie's no-hitter out there in Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's true.
1: I, I remember the great Fergie Jenkins, of course, Hall of Famer. Uh, but he's pitching in um, mm. pitching in Minnesota. They, they had played a, uh, back-to-back day games, uh, Saturday and Sunday in Minnesota, and uh, Fergie had the Sunday game. Well, after that Saturday afternoon game, I get back to the hotel, the old Hotel Limington Lem- uh, which was kind of a dump, but that's where all the Major League teams had to stay because Bob Short owned it. But anyway, I get back about after writing this, my game story about, about 7, 7.30, and I see Fergie in the lobby, and he said, where are you going? I said, uh, somewhere we were going to eat. He said, well... Come on, we're going to go drink some beer first. Next door, a place called the Blue Ox. Well, one thing led to another. A lot of Ranger players in there. One thing led to another, and they had a 1 o'clock closing. Bars had to close at 1 in Minneapolis. And so everybody left there. I did not intend to stay that long, but it turned out to be a good time. And, and uh, stuff, The alcohol was flowing. So we get back to the hotel, and... Uh, Everybody turns in. Well, now there's a one o'clock game the next day. Fergie's pitching. David <laughs> Fink, who was the uh, beat man for the Dallas Times Herald, comes up to me at the ballpark. and He said, Randy, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, David, for sure. He said, I hear Fergie was out. They didn't have curfew. Unit you know, players were kind of on their own. But, mm. you know, starting pitcher wasn't supposed to be out to one in the morning. Uh, and he, and he said, I heard Fergie was out, got kind of wild. And I said, David, I think you're right. And he said, are you going to write that? And I went, no. And he went, why not? And I said, because I was with him. <laughs> and so he said, <laughs> Pink, Pink said, oh, well, I understand. Okay. I don't think I'll write it either. So, and by the way, Fergie goes out, goes eight innings, pitches a five hitter. And uh when the Rangers win the game like four to one, so you know you but those days were different it's It's kind of the way it was mm-hmm. when you recovered in baseball, much wilder times, uh much crazier times uh but that was kind of the that was kind of the vibe of baseball as we know it, yeah, but all that comes up, you know all that came flooding back
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh when you watch this team. <laughs> In the year 2023, win a world championship. Like I said, man, I'd, I'd given up. I thought the curse of game six was on the franchise forever. I'd given up on it ever happening. And what a wonderful thing that it did. Happen.
0: We were there. You were still writing columns. We had done our show together 2011, and then I'd, I, you know, would leave the box and found some place to watch it behind home plate or something. And uh, you're right, you you kind of hate that that was going to be the most enduring memory of the Rangers, and now this is. I wouldn't say it's erased it. It just makes it a little less painful I think for fans and everybody to get this thing done now uh and it, you, you hate that people had to go through it but uh it happened it's part of the history and then we were there for the, the Mavs championship uh you know, doing all that so it is fun to kind of think back on all that stuff we witnessed and everything talking to Randy Galloway our team our local team world champions and Randy it just I keep saying it because it sounds so strange <laughs> right, that the Rangers are the world yeah. champions. It, it's like, yeah. I feel like they. I might wake up tomorrow and they might take this away from us. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Right, well, as Eric Nadell closed <laughs> down last night on the radio, and I didn't hear it, I'm still watching TV, but, of course, yeah. Eric did just a classic line, Ranger fans, you are not dreaming. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, are we going to wake up? <laughs> are we going to wake up? Is this thing... Uh, is this thing going to be real? I'll tell you, though, I know game six now, I've had, that's been up. That hoodoo voodoo has been lingering in my brain ever since uh, game six. That's 12 years. But it's gone. So I've I've, I've erased it. And I, yeah. I don't know. It can't be erased in history, but I've, arra- I've erased it forever. And I'm just going to think about it. Uh, I'm just going to think about Game Five in, in uh, Phoenix from now on. That's that's that's, that's uh-huh. going to occupy my, occupy my brain, and I think my wife will be the first to tell you it's going to make me a better
0: person. Uh, you know, <laughs> I she know, she's not she's not <laughs> going to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she hopes it makes yeah. me a
1: better person.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, it was Avaldi uh, and bochi. These new names that wow. have not been with us in the past will always be in Rangers lore. I mean, Wash was the best manager in the history of the Rangers. But Bochi arrives with all that. And in one year, it, I mean, how else do we refer to him as the greatest manager in Rangers history? I mean, there's no <laughs> other way to think of it, which is wild. And then uh, what Avaldi did, five wins. 5-0 in the postseason with like a 288 ERA. I mean, I don't think we can ever think of anybody as a better postseason pitcher. I mean, it's the first no. time anybody's done that in Major League Baseball history. I mean, that was what was wild to me. Everything they did kept breaking all these records. 11 straight road games. And then, and then Evan, our, our rookie, with with like nine doubles i mean like everywhere you looked they were breaking uh, records uh i tell you just uh I just
1: kind of start with Bochy. and and i you know the rangers got beaten the 2010 world series by his uh uh giants san francisco giants and, and i you know i never talked to him personally i sat in on the interview sessions and so i I've, I've never met despite how far back I go back in baseball, basically he was a player, but I never met him, never talked to him, but I certainly knew the reputation. And uh, boy, Chris Young, when Chris Young hires Bruce Bochy, I'm going, yes, yes, yes. Now, was I expecting this? Heck no, obviously. But Matt, what I thought it meant, and I, I, I know what it meant. And it meant that, The managerial position was now being returned to old school baseball. You can still use all your geek stats, your analytical mumbo jumbo. You can still use all that. It's all at your, you know, beck and call. Whatever you want, they've got uh, people in the organization. But old school baseball now. And that wasn't happening here before. And it is not happening in a lot of clubs. It wasn't happening with John Daniels. John Daniels wanted to be upstairs. You know, well, I think this is a relief pitcher you use tonight. I think this is your lineup. He wanted to dictate to the managers. It did not work with Wash, Ron Washington. But it certainly has worked with the last two guys that were here. But Bochy represented old school baseball. And guys that <laughs> – they manage with a touch. They know their players. The players respect them the heck out of them. And um, they get it done. And and that's that's what Bochy brought here. You can't say enough about this guy. Oh, just – and you know how it is with coaches or, or managers. You hear players talk. And you even see their public talk. And you can kind of – you, you – <laughs> You do this as long as we've done it, Matt, media, or I once did it. But you know whether there's just how serious they are. But, boy, you listen to these players. And a lot of them been around. These players, they're not all the kid, Carter, uh, the third baseman, Young. I mean, a lot of these guys have been around a while. But, yeah. boy, when you when you listen to them talk about books you know that's uh, that's respect, respect, respect. And I think that's what it takes. And baseball is, you know, it's a game that has gone to the geeks, uh, the analytical people. But in certain cases, it's returning to the baseball people. And the Texas Rangers are champions of the world, I think, because they've turned back. Turn back to the baseball people. And and Bruce Bochy starts that. Uh, Mike Maddox, the pitching coach, who was run off here uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. Nolan's guy, they call him. Uh, He's one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. He's old school. He's got all the analytical stuff, but he's old school. And uh, Bochy brings Mike Maddox back. (laughs) How about juggling this pitching staff? How about having to juggle that bullpen Mm. and who's available and who's not, the injuries that happened in the thing? And, you know, it just, it all worked out. But there's another old school example the pitching coach, Maddox. And um, who's, as far as I'm concerned, he's as famous as his Hall of Fame brother, Greg. And he's got, and and by the way, Mike's now got two world championships to his credit uh love those kind of guys love those kind of stories too
0: all right well i knew it would be fun to have you on and uh i thought about you last night immediately i know you got a lot of calls and well wishes and all that kind of thing but uh and by the way tell the uh tell the bradford family out there in alito if they're still hanging out tell them we said hi that's kind of exciting (laughs) a baylor bear uh getting a world series and ring and And so that's neat uh from alito texas
1: he pitched well uh throughout the playoffs had one yes spotty outing but that was it i mean this Mm -hmm. kid did a heck of a job in a town known for high school football a high school known known for football and uh and then you see uh, uh you see this kid a baseball product and uh Looks like he's going to be a good one, and you can tell that Maddox and Bochi trust him. Yeah. Well, they had him up. He was ready to go last night. Now, big game Nate is out there slipping and sliding, peeping and hiding, trying to get out of jam after jam.
0: Oh, my god! But gosh. if it
1: hadn't have worked out that way, if he hadn't have gotten out of all those jams, the kid was coming in. The yeah. kid was – the little Bearcat was – <laughs> It'll
0: be <on> the scene. <laughs> That's the great thing about baseball. Valdi was doing that, and Gallen was doing that, and they had the exact same pitching line, right? Zero-zero. <laughs> That's right. It's, just, it's an absolute you never know. You never know. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Well, the best. But, uh, all right, well, we'll be looking for you out at the parade, okay? We'll all gather oh, and yeah. watch that thing. Go around the yeah. ballpark, and then Jerry uh, can say, "We'll go by Jerry." That's what I was laughing at earlier. Is I wonder if that thing's going to go past? That's the closest the Cowboys will come to another title. Is that parade coming by? <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh. oh, that's a sharp line, brother. Oh
0: that's man. Good, but, oh jeez. I don't
1: like right. parades, but I'm gonna. I'll be watching on TV. I promise you
0: that. All I'll right. All right. On TV. Well. Hey, enjoyed it, man. Tell everybody hi. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, man. See you. There he goes, Randy Galloway. Um, And there used to be something called Galloway and Company on the radio, and, yes, I was part of the company for many years. We did that for about a decade in Dallas-Fort Worth. But great to have Randy on. Still sounding good and sounding like he had a fun night. And uh, why not? Why not? He's been covering the team since its inception in nineteen seventy-two. All right, we'll ha- we'll uh, we'll have a little more uh, Rangers perspective as uh, as we continue celebrating the Rangers' uh, world title. Uh, we'll do that next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This week, Ohio.